Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, here we good are. Good morning. Uh, end times <laughs> Friday, and uh, we're um, having an interesting, uh, you've actually experienced <laughs> a little bit of what, of what might be happening, you know, ultimately. So uh, share share with the audience about your little storm and what didn't work. And we were, we were at a place where we were, we can share about not being able to tape because of it. So go ahead. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Yeah, we're in New Hampshire. So power outages absolutely happening, happen. Big snowstorms absolutely happen. Um, we had had a stunningly beautiful storm just the other day that was a heavy snow though, and actually had not blown away or washed away or anything. So it was sitting on the trees and on the lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the big storm moved in um, just yesterday and it came with a lot of sleet first and then significant heavy snow on top of it. And so long story short, yesterday morning, you know, 8.30 in the morning, we lost power and literally it came on about five minutes before. So it's been over 20, about 28, 28 hours or so (laughs) um, that it was off, Um, but just came on in time for this podcast. Um, But we were without power and without internet. Um, thankfully, being New Hampshireites um, and having been through some of this before, God alerted us a long time before to get a generator. So we did have a generator. And so we had limited power here, um, which actually just made for a lot of fun. Our neighbors who didn't have a generator came over, big sleepover at the house last night. So we cooked breakfast for everybody this morning. <laughs> the kids enjoyed it. It was fun. How did your um, so a little uh, bit of adventure? How did your generator work? It works well. So it's one of those that comes on automatically. So it's hooked up to our propane tank. And Uh so as soon as the power goes out, it has about a minute pause and then it kicks on. Uh Um, But we don't have the entire house hooked up to it. So, you know, we have limited spaces that we have light, but we keep heat the whole time and um, we keep enough cooking and keep the refrigeration. So, you know, we've got some limited things on it, not everything, but, but that actually works quite well. And then, you know, as proven this time, it always ends up being a blessing to others as well, because not everybody has that ability. So they were able to come over. Our neighbor's house had dropped down to like 53 degrees last night. And we're like, no, come on over. So they Mm -hmm. came over and slept and we stayed up talking and playing games and lots of board games and laughter and fun going on. So it was a good time, actually. Yeah. But I'm glad uh, to have it back. (laughs) What did it feel? not having uh, any internet. I honestly, I didn't mind it. Now we did have our phones, um, so we could check. I would go on and periodically, you know, just check an update to see where things were at and check in with like the little Brentwood um, talks thing to find out who was still out of power and what was going on in town for that. Um, but honestly, the rest of it was quite nice. Um, there's something Emily and I even yesterday, even with having the generator. 
Um, we kept most of the lights off during the day. There's so much snow on the ground and, this, and just the brightness of it um, was actually lighting the house because we have a lot of windows too. So there was plenty of light downstairs and we just both thoroughly enjoyed the quiet. <laughs> You know, so I read a book, had some nice time to just relax and, you know, did a little a little bit of cooking, which even that so comical, Emily and I both kind of got in the mood to to do some pre cooking. And so we did some meal prep and had made some extra breakfast casserole thinking, okay, well, we'll cook this sometime, you know, threw it in the fridge and thought we'd probably cook it sometime today. But at that point, didn't even realize that God was going to ask us to invite the neighbors over. So lo and behold, when they come over, we already have meals prepped for them and everything. So it worked out really well. God has a way of of preparing us for those things, even when we're not noticing that's what he's doing. Yep. Yep. And of course, we, you know, we're, our topic is, is uh, every Friday is the end times preparation, but it, it really is uh, to be praying about, thinking about uh, chaotic things or uh, things that, that uh, change uh, that may not be the end, but they certainly are going to cause disruption. Right. Uh, so, and it, I mean, it is a disruption for sure. That loss of internet, um, almost more than power. You know, yeah, that's right. You're be like, be, you be feel a little disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just uh, again, keep. We urge everybody to keep praying because of disruptions are likely to occur. Uh, there's been, you know, uh, even in the United States, there's been situations where they've actually taken down the power grid in, in certain geographies mm-hmm. uh, that uh, may or may not come up. I was I was caught, I think I shared, I was caught in the national uh, airline stoppage um, mm, yes. that uh, happened because of, an, of a computer problem. Uh, so that was disruptive. And so it's just a matter of keep praying about in the event of a disruption, which could be shorter, longer term, is, uh, you know, what is the Father showing you about uh, preparation, you know, like you, you've got a generator, uh, you certainly have, you know, some stores of food there, uh, the ability mm-hmm. to still be heated. You can, you can get by and with to that. serve others well. Serve yeah. others and be available for others. So just, again, a re- good reminder of that. And, uh, of course, we're, we were ready to tape today. Um, and uh, Kathy, had, <laughs> like she could communicate <laughs> via phone. Cell phone actually still worked, which is interesting. Right. Uh, text and said, yeah, I may not make it because uh, we don't have no power. And so we, okay. Uh, and, and we went through this um, when we did a, a series on uh, general adversity, overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we describe, you, you first of all, describe what is the adversity and then what does God say about it? In this case, uh, because it's happening uh, around everybody in the area, uh, right. it's not it's not directed toward you personally. So this isn't a spiritual attack or something that you mm-hmm. caused. It's rather just what we call general adversity in the world, and it's trouble, uh, difficulty. And so uh, God says in that case, understand it. Uh, our only uh, remedy is we'll go to go to Him and say, mm-hmm. you know, may I stay in shalom, peace. Uh, not fret about it. Um, right. You'll, you'll resolve it. What do you, you know? What are you? How are you going to resolve it? What do you want us to do? And and uh, we didn't know exactly when. I mean, we knew ultimately it would be resolved, but we don't know when. So um, this morning, you know, how's it going? Don't have it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no power yet. No, no internet power, yet. No power. And no okay. estimation yet. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm praying about it, and uh, uh, God says, "Well, get get going. Get to the, you know, because my studio's in the office. So get going. Get the office." Uh, and I'll show you what to do next, including it's possible I may have you just do the end times by yourself today and a guest, and then you know we'll, we'll reschedule the other ones, but get going. 
So mm-hmm. I did. And so literally I'm driving up to the office and you text me and said, hey, we got it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was, we got power back and, and five minutes later, internet came yeah, back. Yeah, you know? So yeah. it was just, just like that right at the time we usually would start. Yeah. So, so it's uh, fun how God works. It's really uh, kind of <laughs> neat how it works. So again, we just urge everybody to uh, understand, you know, that things are going to, are going to be potentially disruptive and, and, and mm-hmm. if, if the end times come could be really disruptive. Uh, so, um, can uh, I just piggyback yep. on that real quick? Um, yep. One thing, because, you know, my we're taping this on a Tuesday for any, I don't remember what day. This is a Friday that we're actually taping, but we're taping it on a Tuesday. And so my small group ladies just came over this morning and um, the power outage did not stop the gathering. Um, and so I just wanted to highlight that because I think as things do get difficult and as there are disruptions, um, a lot of times we tend to put aside the things that are the most valuable if we're not careful. And so even with neighbors coming over last night, the power outage didn't stop the gathering. It instigated it. This morning, um, our ladies group could have easily said, hey, this is all going on. We're not going to meet. And we're like, no, we're just shifting gears. We, you know, we'll meet over there anyway. And we you know, did what we needed to do. And it was a blessing to all of us. Um, so yeah for whatever that's worth i'm just reminding people gathering is an important part of how we navigate difficult times and interruptions yeah that's right and then particularly as we look at the remnant that is going to be asked not to take the mark of the beast um, Mm -hmm. when the uh, new system comes up the one world government um, and i think what you described is something we'll spend some more time on but fellowship continues Mm -hmm. and It's really as you, and I think a lot of us experienced that during COVID is, yeah, it changed how you functioned, but it didn't, it didn't alter the sweetness of life mm-hmm. and the blessing of life because we just gathered in a different way. Um, right. Actually, sometimes I actually improved it, you know, so mm-hmm. um, it's just, a, you, you know, get your fellowship, your community together that is going to join you in the middle of disruption or in the middle of dis- of adversity or ultimately if, if we have to select together that we're not going to join the system and there's going to be you know disruption to it we really disruption mm-hmm. to it we have to get ready for it um i am by the way working um uh, we'll probably have uh some of these people on our guests uh here in the next several months but god has been working uh with a group uh, and actually many groups you know around the system uh, to come up with some ways for the remnant to be able to handle when you can't join this system. And I'm, I'm talking about oh, that's interesting. really, really significant thought about it and what God is saying about it and being led by it to give a great, great communities around, actually around the world, hmm. the ability to, to make it through um, and well, economic, awesome. economically and communication and all that. So, um, we, I've been working with them on uh, their model, mm-hmm. uh, and my my role has been uh, to encourage them. Uh, I reinforced ultimately because they were kind of getting some ideas about this. They didn't know why, right? And they didn't have any thought. They didn't understand the remnant. Um, they were just being taught, told by God, you know, do, I want you to prepare <laughs> some things, mm-hmm. which they were working on, you know. And so then we they got exposed to us, and it's like, well. I can tell you why. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we went into the scripture and they started to realize it. And I, we, they'd learned how to abide and hear God's voice even more. And so it's, it's accelerated. And they've been developing their model 
which I've been uh, working with them on in terms of, you know, does it does it uh, address certain things, and are you understanding it, and make it don't make it too complicated, you know, and mm-hmm. et cetera. So they're getting almost ready, I think, where they can publish it, and then oh, invite other, other invite others. Maybe that's why we'll have mm-hmm. them on the broadcast because there'll be others that will say, yeah, I've actually had connection there. Um, to see what God would do with it, so it's kind of it's mm-hmm. kind of fun, and we're having a good time with it. So, a um, couple things that have happened, um, you know, since our last broadcast is uh, we've talked about the inflation and we talked about the economy, and um, uh, a report came out uh, just actually a couple days ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's about the uh, credit card debt uh, on the part of the American population. And of course, it's, it's worldwide. Uh, but um, because they're struggling with uh, making ends meet, right? And and that's just normal, and just basic normal living, payment. groceries, and everything yeah. else. That, yeah. And, and, gas and by the way, the, so the American, I think the statistic is something like sixty to seventy percent of the American population lives literally paycheck to paycheck. Right. Um, they don't save. They don't have savings. Um, and so now with the crunch. And we typically, we being Americans particularly, but also this is worldwide, uh, use credit card mm-hmm. and just, well, okay, I'm building up uh, va- balances, but I'll just pay the minimum and so what, you know? And Well, let's be fair. Our government models that very well. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do a great job of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what difference does it make? Just add to it. Uh, so um, lift the ceiling. what's <laughs> happened is that uh, there's been a dramatic... And, and again, when you notice dramatic changes, mm-hmm. is that's when you start to really pay attention. Um, so in, in the last, literally the last uh, a few months, uh, that uh, three out of four credit card holders in America have dramatically increased their balances, which mm. means they're using credit cards to live. Mm, um, interesting. And that... Um, uh, they said that 25% uh, are struggling with even paying that back um, hmm. and that uh, they predict that the uh, default rate um, on credit cards are going to start to accelerate to double you know, what they have been traditionally, oh, wow. which, which, by the way, it's not that great anyway, but now it's going to double. Mm-hmm. And this is just current, current information. So... Um, if you're a credit card holder and using that, that's again we would urge you to go to God and work mm-hmm. work that through because that's not sustainable, right? Um, and could could cause and they predict it's going to be bankruptcies are going to mm. start to fo- uh, follow because people just are going to get to a point where they can't you know they can't cover it, right? Um, and by the way, that's going to have a big disruption on the economy because on the economy as a whole because yeah. you know they're trying to keep up, but when they can't, and then a slow spending. It starts mm-hmm. to accelerate, you know, a recession. So again, just to uh, uh, think about that, and then um, uh, we've talked about the Davos WEF or the World Economic Forum mm-hmm. uh, meeting uh, that was uh, uh, come up, and um, uh, they've had a, a variety uh, of uh, situations to to say that. Um, uh, here's what they're seeing. Here's what they want to do. Uh, they're saying that the uh, there's going to be a continued disruption of the supply chain 
and a redefinition of all that. So things are going to be, you know, put. And they said, you know, they remember their their model is because the individual governments can't handle this anymore. That get ready for a one world government because we'll do better at this. Right, that's their goal. Um, yes. So they they've talked about. Um, uh, uh, you know uh, that that issue that uh, the Saudis at the at the conference, uh, what's called mm-hmm. Davos and the World Economic Forum, uh, reiterated that yes, they are working with China and Russia to replace the United States as a, as the source of exchange. So mm. to get rid of the dollar and go to a new currency, and they made that public. I mean, it's just been known, but they just reiterated it. Yep. We're, right. we're working on that, you know, and we're headed, uh, you know, to that. Um, so, um, uh, you know, they're looking at uh, things that they can uh, do uh, to uh, basically suggest that uh, they're the ones that can that can manage the climate control, the economies, supply chain. They are being WEF. WEF. Yes. Uh, and they gathered everybody who have a, uh, a, a desire for that to reinforce it that, mm-hmm. you know, we're the solution. Right. Uh, and it's a large worldwide network that is involved in lots of different things. It's, it's not just politicians. It's not just corporations. There's a lot of everybody in yeah. there. It's educator, educators, government, um, mm-hmm. uh, nonprofits, uh, ministries even, um, mm-hmm. lots and lots of people uh, from different walks of life, particularly in banking, uh, mm-hmm. uh, economists, company leaders. That um, uh, And the thing to, to, to notice about it is, um, first of all, they're talking about the fact that the problems now are too big mm-hmm. for any government to take care of it by themselves. And in fact, one of the things they're using as an example that I noticed, um, I haven't followed a lot of it, but I followed a little bit of it, um, is the fact that just the last conference or conference or two ago or whatever, goals that corporations had made and committed to as far as um, being more green and more um, ecologically or yeah, ecologically friendly, that sort of thing, yep. um, they were not even able to meet even with the attempt to try to do that, they were unable to do it. And I found that really interesting because them, you know, bringing together and saying, see, all of you guys, you thought you could do this and by committing to this and you couldn't even do it. Right. And that to me was a, another telling kind of a domino hit there to point out, okay, we need something bigger than all of us to do this. We need to be all, you know, and so I, I feel like that was another little nudge towards um, the the reasoning for the one world government. Right, right. Um, and because they're vocally saying it, and you got such a wide audience mm-hmm. that's supporting that. Yeah, that makes sense. So we and we want to be part of it. And there's a there's a funny, by the way. Um, so they went to uh, you know they 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 go to Davos, Switzerland, and they are promoting completely green energy. And how to you know uh, reduce the uh, carbon emissions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a hundred and fifty of the attendees flew there in uh, uh, private jets. Private jets <laughs> that that are the worst. They're this. the worst in so, you know being green, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's always interesting to, right. to see uh, because see underneath it all, I believe there's deception, mm-hmm. and deception 
shows pretty clearly what we call hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. I say one thing, but I act a different way. Right. Um, right. And believe my deception, and don't look at what I do. You know, um, mm-hmm. and that's called hypocrisy. So, uh, uh, to me, it's very. <laughs> It's it's they don't even want to talk about that because it's hypocritical. So they ignore those questions and just say, well, mm-hmm. we, we you know we got to fix the world's problems. You know, so um, Davos and WF is is uh, I think uh, even more so now have accelerated their verbal and their openness to mm-hmm. the pro- and I think they're trying to gather more and more support for that which means right. and by put the way, a magnifying glass on some of the reasons that they believe they would be more effective in one yeah, world government yeah. now by the way um one of the strategies is to create division and chaos uh and so we can talk slightly about that because it's always interesting to me that when you look at that it's happening and like for example mm-hmm. um the uh there were in in madrid spain because their prime minister went to Davos and was promoting one world government and government control. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because of that, there was a protest in Madrid, Spain, against that. Oh, no, wow, I we, didn't hear we, this one. We want to be sovereign. We don't want to be part of one world government. And we don't want government running our lives. We want it to be mm-hmm. more democratic. So uh, there's pictures uh, that are shown. Uh, remember, this happened just last week. So there's pictures mm-hmm. of 500,000 people showing up for this protest. Wow. But it wasn't reported mm-hmm. on any news ever around the world at all. Um, and the ones that did said, oh, there were 30,000 people. But there's 500,000 people that were in protest. Wow. Um, so there, there is division, which I think is mm-hmm. part of the uh, chaos, uh, particularly in America, when you think of political parties there's it's just characterized by nothing but divisions and by the way we're already seeing rioting again and we're seeing all kinds of stuff Uh, so the question as we consider it is okay they're promoting chaos and division Mm -hmm. to lead to the problems and the chaos which means you don't have any any uh, uh, confidence in your government because they can't do anything Mm because there's so much division and there's great chaos and opposition. Uh, well, when when the one world government starts, remember this is all biblical, right? Um, it's all completely accepted, and there's a unification of uh, adoption of the one world government readily and willingly. Without, it's not mm-hmm. about a takeover, and right. it's not about one of those groups wins. It's that everybody says, "Yeah, that's the way to go." You know, so the so what I'm going to aside from the remnant, yeah, yeah. So uh, what I'm going to do is keep praying about, okay, what has to happen to take it from the current state, which is actually I believe mm-hmm. is being promoted, of chaos and division, mm-hmm. to unification. Interesting. Uh, and um, I'm I'm going to process that. Uh, part of the answer I've gotten already is. Uh, likely, and the one the one universal thing that people, everybody do react to, and that's what I call personal economics, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is that um, I can have idealism up until the point that it, re- it really Im- impacts me. 
Mm-hmm. And when it impacts me, then I might change how I view things just because is there a way out of this? Right. So I think it's going to be economic in some way. And then I, what I call a return to normalcy so that, you know, I, uh, for example, example, there's states now, and it's beyond me, but there's states that are trying to outlaw people using gas, gas stoves in their homes. Oh, I've heard about this. Yes. Uh, well, they have gas stoves in their home. And mm-hmm. by the way, it's very inexpensive fuel. Right. Um, so if they legislate that, well, by definition, that's going to cause disruption mm-hmm. because either I'm not going to have the supply and then i got to go spend money to get electric, which, by the way, is going to cost, interesting enough, it's going to cost me more and cost me more trouble. So just, right. just by definition, it's, it's disruptive. And it's not about we urge you to change from gas to electric and it, as many as you can should they're talking about legislating it mm-hmm. um, and forcing it, and there's a big movement about it. So uh, that becomes, uh, anything that's disruptive uh, becomes abnormal. Um, so when it's abnormal, that bothers me. And then I look right. at, well, who's causing me that? And that's where division comes And I in. want things back to normal again. And I want things back to normal. So it seems to me that um, as we head toward if we start to understand something and we head toward truly the beginning of the tribulation there's things that have to happen for the division and the thought about opposition goes away Mm -hmm. and i readily adopt accept and embrace the one world government and i don't have any more division against the people that i typically have division with Mm -hmm. so uh that's going to be an interesting thing you know to uh uh, to follow uh, because uh, it talks about, you know, in Scripture uh, that uh, there's great uh, response, uh, there's great wealth building, and there isn't any indication, as we've talked about the beast, uh, that, um, you know, it uh, causes division, but rather it seems like uh, a... Uh, a place of like a res- solution, solution yeah. and resolution uh, to it. Uh, do you have any uh, any thoughts about any of that, or uh, you know how you would view any of that? Yeah, no, I just think it's interesting. You know, it's interesting to watch, and I think you're absolutely right. Even if we, um, as we watch things, how they unfolded in COVID, we've said so many times before um, how there was you know some desensitization. I think some. Um, trial and error some opportunity for even us as the remnant to get a glimpse into how things could be um, and how people responded to different things but i think certainly we saw there you know people wanting things to get back to normal and um and so i think that was something that god really revealed to you in that is this that will be a driving force is a return to normalcy yeah um and people wanting that but it is interesting to me just to watch all the different players right now and um and honestly that's a word that god just continues to highlight to me um and actually some other people i was talking to recently too but just the word watch you know this this is a time and space to be watching and paying attention i even look at um the snowstorm that we had and the power outage and the lack of internet and all that and god just kind of nudged me in that place and said hey you know by the way this is a good little thing for you just to see what's short up, what isn't. 
pay attention to what was difficult, what you had mm. planned for well, what you had not. Just a little, just a little, you know, glimpse. Pay attention and then, you know, make note of that for next time. Yeah. And I think he uses things like that. Um, I think God uses these kind of things to help prepare us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And and uh, and do pay attention. Like for example, I know Linda and I have gone to the store, grocery store, uh, mm-hmm. and this is over the last couple of years. Lots of times, shelves completely empty. Right. Um, and recently, or do you guys get the stores like? Our store is very good. At, they won't leave an empty shelf, but you will see like almost like a fake wall <laughs> that they will have pulled to the front a whole bunch of product that isn't normally in that place simply to make the shelf not look empty. Okay. Yeah, they don't yeah, even I mean, bother. So there's a lot in of Colorado. They don't even bother. It's just ours. yeah, it's empty. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're doing that at ours for sure. Uh, but it's um, uh, recently uh, it's eggs. Uh, oh, is that you can go and not, not even either they're not there or they're now they're seven eight dollars a dozen, right? Which is crazy for you know eggs used to be remember two bucks a dozen you know so oh yeah yeah that's a big deal so uh, just to as we uh, end our time here just to talk about that this is in uh, Revelation thirteen mm-hmm. um, uh, it says that. Uh, uh, this is in verse five. Talk about the beast. Uh, remember, the mm-hmm. beast is a one-world system. The beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for forty-two months, first three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So it has authority, and everybody, you know, surrenders that authority. Um, uh, it opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God and blaspheme His name and those who dwell in heaven. So it's saying, you know, uh, God isn't real. It was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. So again, that would be us that has left the remnant. The authority mm-hmm. was given to over every tribe, people, and language, and nation, and everybody who dwells on the earth worships the beast. Hmm. Uh, so that um, it says that it's not a, I mean, think about that right now, even when you think of religion. Mm-hmm. Does everybody worship the same thing? Absolutely not. No. Uh, and there's lots of even divisions about that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's political division. But this says eh, every, everybody's going to worship it and they're, they're gonna, he's going to have authority over it. And they're going to surrender you know, to that authority. Uh, and then it talks about the second beast, which is the, um, uh, the false prophet. Uh, and it mm-hmm. says uh, this false prophet, this is in uh, verse 18, 16, uh, causes all both great and small, rich and poor, free and slave to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has a mark. Uh, that's the name of the beast. And, uh, and so, uh, again, there's a willingness to accept that mark mm-hmm. and then operate within the system uh, because it doesn't imply here that a lot of people resisted doing it. It's just the only right. ones that, that don't do it are the remnant, which is you know, what, we, what we believe right. and what we understand. So um, interesting stuff. As we look at um, this discussion, which we'll try to pursue further, about yeah, we can see the division. That's not not a, mm-hmm. that's not fuzzy. Um, matter of fact, we have such a division that we don't even respect each other anymore. Right. Uh, we don't even listen to each other anymore. We just I got my position. Either you agree, and if you don't agree, I'm going to try to what they call cancel you mm-hmm. and shut you down and and have you stop promoting your idea. Um, and, and we'll see who's got the most power for that. Uh, lots and lots of division, lots and lots of chaos. Chaos. But as that translates toward the end, there's something that happens where all that division goes away. 
except for the mm-hmm. remnant. Uh, right. So we got to process that. What the heck does that mean? What does that look like? And what can we understand? We'll see it and think through it, and then you know uh, where we uh, understand it. So we'll we'll pick right. this up again uh, next time. Uh, got some more uh, good information about Israel actually coming up next next time next week. So. Uh, Man, it goes fast when we. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when we uh, when we're just enjoying uh, getting into the depth of this stuff, but uh, we'll pick it up and uh, hope you hope, hope you do well. If you got questions, you know, send them in afjministry.com, and we're excited to uh, to answer them and love to talk about it. Sounds great. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and your insight. Love hearing about what's going on and just keeping us all aware and watchful as God has called us to be, but in peace as we abide. Yep. Um, So thanks for sharing. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great weekend. See you then. That's for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos. Thank you.